What can take a dying man and raise him up to life again? What can heal the wounded soul? What can make us white as snow? What can fill the emptiness? What can mend our brokenness? Brokenness. And awesome, mighty, Good evening. The members of Faith Lutheran Church welcome you to our 6 p.m. broadcast of our Lenten worship service from the Faith Ministry Center Sanctuary. Today is the second week in Lent. Preaching this evening is Pastor Aaron Rosenau. We join the service already in progress.
Good job, guys. Thank you so very much for helping us to begin our worship tonight. Welcome to all of you. So glad that you're able to join us tonight for worship. My name is Aaron Rosenau, one of the pastors here at Faith. Um, that song talked about 40 days for Moses, for Noah, for Jesus. We spend 40 days and nights each year in the season of Lent, which is where we are right now, the season leading up to Easter when we recognize our need for a Savior and that Jesus has come to be tempted just as we are, but to overcome that temptation, to suffer and die for us. And that is what we celebrate this time. We're in a series right now called Places of the Passion. Passion comes from the Latin word that means to suffer. Passion means to suffer. So we're talking about Jesus' suffering in this season and those places that he went to. Tonight we're talking about the Mount of Olives. Mount of Olives is just outside of the old city of Jerusalem. It's uh, right across what's called the Kidron Valley from where the temple stood at the time of Jesus. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we get into the message tonight um, and what all that means for us in this continuation of our Places of the Passion uh, I'm going to invite you to stand as we begin with our invocation on page three of your worship folder. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Let us ever walk with Jesus to see the depths of his love, to behold the gift of his forgiveness, to gaze upon the heights of his grace to marvel at the magnitude of his mercy. We walk with Jesus to the Mount of Olives. He sang a hymn overflowing with hope. For though the sheep will be scattered, after Christ is raised, he will go before them into Galilee. Faithful Lord, with me abide. I shall follow where you guide.
Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father, we confess that we have sinned against you and our neighbor in thought, word, and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart, nor have we loved our neighbors as ourselves. You desire a trusting heart, but we doubt and try to manage things on our own. You desire a forgiving heart, but we resent and tear down each other. You desire a willing heart, but we rebel and follow our own desires. You desire a giving heart, but we withhold and pursue earthly things. We have followed the temptations of our own hearts and fallen short of your desires. Have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. Hear the good news. Jesus walked the places of rejection, suffering, torment, and death all for you. Jesus was determined to go to Gethsemane, Gabbatha, Golgotha, all for you. That's why Jesus forgives you completely and loves you eternally. Faithful Lord, with me abide. I shall follow where you guide. Please be seated. Let's sing together. Above our powers, above our kings, above all eternal created things, above all kingdom, always alive. You here before the world began. Above all kingdoms, above all thrones. 
Jesus Christ, in the darkness of that night with your disciples on the Mount of Olives, you sang songs of hope. Place those same songs into our hearts and mouths today, for you have won the battle for us, and now you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading tonight is from 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Not too often we get to hear from 2 Chronicles in worship. Jehoshaphat trusts in the Lord in, this, in these verses. Beginning at verse 1. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites with some of the Minuites came to make war on Jehoshaphat. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the sea. It is already a Hazanon Tamar, that is, En Gedi. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mathaniah, a Levite and descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all you who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to battle to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and Korahites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with very loud voice. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful." After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. As they began, as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading tonight is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Paul says, Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you th through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 26th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When they had sung a hymn, 
they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus told them, this very night you will all fall away on account of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. In 1962, a nuclear disaster was just a press of a button away. No kidding. Just one little red button. A Russian submarine was patrolling along the Florida coast in 1962, and the captain began to prepare his nukes to launch against three American cities. Had it not been for the calm, clear thinking of one of the officers on that submarine, World War III may well have started in 1962. That officer's name was Vasily Arkhipov. See, back in the day, Russian submarines were made for cold water, not for the warm water off of Florida's coast. So inside the submarine, temperatures went as high as 120 degrees Fahrenheit. You can imagine how grumpy you would be if you were sitting in a can that was 120 degrees. The crew was on edge and exhausted. And finally, the captain of that submarine lost his cool, and he issued the order to launch three nuclear missiles, T-minus three minutes and counting. Just then, Vasily Arkpov asked the captain to reconsider. And the captain listened. His anger cooled, and that Russian sub went back home. Now, authorities kept that incredible brush with World War III quiet for decades. It wasn't until 2002 that those events and the heroic work of Vasily Arkhipov was made public. Now, why does this matter? I mean, we're well past that, and we will never spend weeks in a Russian submarine, right? True. But we may spend a semester carrying a very heavy course load we may have to fight the headwinds of a downed economy and rising prices. We may have to spend night after night at the bedside of a sick child or a dying parent or spouse. We might have to deal with the politics at work and in our community. We might have to fight to keep our family together and our business from going under. And when all that pressure is high and emotions are high and the heat is on, we'll be tempted to press the red button and launch. <laughs> Not nuclear warheads, but angry outbursts and retaliation and harsh accusations. Sometimes we just want to let other people have it, right? <laughs> just let them have it. Consider the consequences later. What do we do when the temperature is up, our defenses are down, and we want to go nuclear? How do we keep from pressing the button? How do we keep our heads when everyone else is losing theirs? Walk to the Mount of Olives. You might say, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Walk to the Mount of Olives. So we're in this series right now. I mentioned the beginning of worship. Places of the Passion. 
We're following Jesus to these places of his suffering in that last week of his life here on earth before his crucifixion. Today, it's the Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives is one of my favorite places on the planet. It's a really amazing place. I've had the privilege of being, being there four times. There is the city of Jerusalem up on mountain, Mount Moriah, Mount Zion. And then there's the Kidron Valley and the Mount of Olives. You can walk in just a half hour or so from the Mount of Olives right into the temple, the temple courts in Jerusalem. At the time of Jesus, that whole hillside of the Mount of Olives was covered with olive trees, right? Go figure. That's why it's called the Mount of Olives. Back then, just as today, you could stand on the western slope of the Mount of Olives and look across the Kidron Valley to the city of Jerusalem. You could look over the whole city of Jerusalem. You won't see, it, you won't see the temple anymore that was destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD, but at the time of Jesus, as he stood on the Mount of Olives, he could look across the Kidron Valley and see a building that was bigger and more elaborate than what any, most people of, the, of that day would have ever seen in their life. The temple of the Lord. Today, we're not literally walking with Jesus, but figuratively so. Walking with Jesus to the Mount of Olives to learn from him. And Jesus teaches us today to sing. To sing. Singing is a whole lot better than sobbing and sighing, feeling sorry for yourself, and then pressing the button, <laughs> losing it. Matthew 26, 30, the, the first verse that we had in our gospel lesson today is right at the, the end of the Last Supper. Jesus has had this Passover meal with his disciples, and it says then, singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Now imagine this, everything and everyone is about to go nuclear and Jesus knows it and yet he sings with his disciples. He sings. At the, at the base of the Mount of Olives, right as you are in the, the Kidron Valley, the base of the Mount of Olives, is a garden. The garden has an olive press where they used to press olives to make olive oil. It is in that garden called Gethsemane where Jesus would pray so intently, intensively, that his sweat would be mixed with blood. It's in that place where olives were pressed that our Lord was pressed and betrayed and arrested. It's about to go nuclear, and Jesus is singing with his disciples. Most likely, they were singing Psalms 113 to 118. Psalms 113 to 118, it was what, what is known as the Egyptian Hallel, the Egyptian Hallel. Hallel is a Hebrew word that means praise. And this collection of six psalms speak of God's power in delivering the people of Israel from the hands of the Egyptians and their slavery at the time of the Exodus. So it's called the Egyptian Hallel, the, the Egyptian praise here are some of the verses that Jesus and his disciples would have been singing. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. Our God is in the heavens. He does everything he pleases. The Lord has delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You didn't recognize those words, right? This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. 
The Mount of Olives is a beautiful place, but on that night, it was shrouded in darkness. Christ is about to be betrayed by a kiss, and his own people would bind him and drag him to the authorities to be killed. There would be people mocking him, denying him, slapping him, beating him, spitting on him, nailing him to a cross. And Jesus will die. So what does Jesus do in the face of mocking and spitting and nailing and dying? He sings. Jesus sings because of God's power. Now listen to these words also from the Egyptian Hallel, Psalm 118.17. I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. Think of this. Even with death and darkness all around, these words that Jesus and his disciples have been singing are echoing in the air. I shall live. I think we can learn something from Jesus. When our world is as dark and seemingly hopeless as the Mount of Olives on that Holy Thursday, we can sing because of God's salvation. This darkness and this life is not the end. There's so much more. Did you hear the words I read from 2, Corinthians, or 2 Chronicles 20? Aren't you glad you didn't have to read that passage? <laughs> Jehoshaphat gains this great victory over the people of the Ammonites, the Edomites, the Moabites. And how does he do it? 2 Chronicles 20, 21. Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army. Who are you going to put at the front of your army? Special forces, right? Those who are trained in battle? No, Jehoshaphat puts singers. Singers at the front of his line. And they were singing, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Here's what Psalm 149 says. The praises of God are on their mouths like a double-edged sword in their hand. When the praises of God are in our mouths, they're like double-edged swords, silencing are sobbing, are feeling sorry for ourselves. You ever notice how music can make truth truly memorable? I mean, music has a way of actually sinking deeply into our souls and reaching us in ways that words alone don't. I can't tell you how, many, how much information my kids have learned and committed to memory because they learned it to a song. I'll give you an example. My kids learned how to count by threes. You might call skip counting by threes. By putting it, of all things, to jingle bells. Three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18, 21, 24, and 27, 30, and we're done. We have a video of my youngest son when his older siblings were learning the presidents of the United States by name in order. My youngest was like three and a half, four years old. He's hardly talking at this point in his life, but he learned right along with his older siblings. He had no idea what a president was, no idea who Washington, Adams, and Jefferson were. But we have a video of him sitting on the couch singing the president's song. Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, and Monroe. Right, and it goes on all the way at the time to Barack Obama, all the way through, 44 presidents. Still to this day, I have a, I have a Master of Divinity degree. I'm actually working on a doctorate 
And still to this day, I remember the order of the 12 minor prophets of the Old Testament because of a song. So if I need to find one in the Old Testament, I go through the song in my head. Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. It's all 12. The point is, music has power. And it has this, this, you could set biblical truth to music and it just sinks deeply. All of our hymns that we sing, all the praise songs that we sing, are saturated with words from the scriptures. They are words of truth that we set to music so it sinks deeply into us. So we, get, we can praise God in the midst of whenever the heat is on, whenever we're tempted to go nuclear, we just, when we're stressed out, we can sing the praise of God. You know, there are those moments when I have a deadline coming up, I'm stressed about something, things aren't going well, whatever, and I'm stressed out. I wake up at 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning. That's not my normal time to wake up, okay? That's usually like eight hours after that. No, I'm just kidding. Not that late, but 3.30 in the morning is not my typical time to wake up, but sometimes I'll just kind of wake up, you know, and start, and if something is on my mind, I'm really freaked out about it. And for years, I've, this has been my trick. I start singing Psalm 4610. It's just a little song I learned years ago and I committed to memory. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Now, it's not about the music, but it's about that truth of God that I can be still in the midst of everything going on. God is with me. Why am I worrying about it? And it has this way of slaying worry. Are you faced with temptation? Paul says in Ephesians 5, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Sing because of God's power over all of it. Now, someone might say, I'm not a singer. I can't carry a tune even in a bucket. So why would I, you know, what is this? Well, it, it's really about the posture of the heart, right? It's, it's a place where we commit those truths to to our spirits and our hearts and our minds, and we recall them at times when we need them. Now, singing may not remove the challenges in our path. When Jesus was faced with the cross, when he had to endure the cross, that the cross did not go away. But there's something about the singing that transforms the journey, no matter how dark the world around you. Because praise recalls what God has done. And praise recalls what God has promised and what he will do. It reminds us that the end is not the end. Let me say that again. The end is not the end. With Jesus, the end is never the end. He went to death on the cross for you. But that wasn't the end. Because there's resurrection. There was Golgotha, but then there was the empty tomb. That visa bill you just opened up the other day, that's not the end either, okay? The stress is not the end. The diagnosis is not the end. The impossible situation, whatever that might be, is not the end. The depression that's stalking you and mocking you, not the end. Even death is not the end because there will be life. I can't tell you how many times I've walked with a family through the, the tragedy of a family member, a loved one, a friend who has died, and how often we comment to each other how much faith makes a difference. That we have faith that this is not the end. We have hope, an assurance of the resurrection. And so death does not get the last word. Hear that. Death does not get the last word. That's the truth that we want to sink in. Right? Jesus says, 
that a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear my voice and they will come out. And the resurrection, just as Jesus rose, we will rise. So we have all kinds of reasons to sing because of God's power, because of his promise. No matter how dark life gets, maybe as dark as that night on the Mount of Olives, no matter, sing, sing praise to the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen? Speaking of singing, let's turn to our worship folders, page 9, as we sing, oh, 4,000 tongues to sing, as we bring our offerings to the Lord. Please stand. Let us pray. Loving Father, we rejoice in the gift, the great gift of your Son, and pray that you may find joy in the gifts that we bring. Help us to give ourselves more freely and fully to you and to each other, trusting in your love to provide for our every need. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Gathered in the name of Jesus, let us turn to our Father in heaven and pray for all people according to their needs, trusting that he will hear us and answer us according to his gracious will. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon, with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church, the proclamation of the gospel, and the calling of all people to a saving faith in Jesus, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our church workers, ministry partners, lay leaders, and various programs of Faith Lutheran Church, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. 
strength of families, the sanctity of marriage, and the protection of children, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. The government, armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and all rescue personnel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those devastated by war, violence, and other disasters, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who struggle financially and for those looking for employment, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the hungry, homeless, widowed, orphaned, and orphaned, let us pray to the Lord. Gracious Father, hear us as you, you have taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Jesus invites us to walk with him to the Mount of Olives, a place of great suffering and a place of great love. We will walk with Jesus all the way to the empty tomb and resurrection victory. Let us ever walk with Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you peace. Amen.
We thank you for joining us for this evening's worship service from the Faith Ministry Center of Faith Lutheran Church. All the members of Faith Lutheran Church invite you to join us for any of our worship services. We would enjoy sharing the time with you. For Ministry Center locations, worship and education times, please visit our website at faithfoxvalley.org or call the church at 920-739-9191. Until we meet again, may the Lord bring you peace. Amen.